You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome back to Super Mega Crash Beyond. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday. Well, I hope everyone got over last week's episode. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if I did, but maybe I did. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you sound good. You sound I, good. I'm feeling a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't want to compare it to anything. It's just, it's awful. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure so many of you out there listening have experienced something. Oh sure. 20 years. That's all I just want to lay out there. Anyway, yeah. hey. Hey. We're not going to talk about that. We're I'm actually excited about today's episode. Me too. Because this was something that I I'd mentioned to you in mm-hmm. the zero episode. I didn't explain what it was. True. But but then we talked about it after the fact. But mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't spoil it there, but this is something I've been excited to talk about because I I genuinely want to explore this I'm gonna call it a movie. I know that we've kind of watched it differently. Right. Because the version I had was made as or like crafted episode. together like a movie and then yours mm-hmm. was more like two episodes. It was episodes a part of one both. of two, yeah. And so yeah. I just watched both parts because I was like, that seems to make sense then, because mm-hmm. the way this first part ended that wasn't helpful, you know? <laughs> yeah. But we're talking about the pilot episode of the Incredible Hulk TV series. Now, yes. this came out in 1977, mm-hmm. the very first episode. And I'm going to, I'm just, we're going to, I'm going to keep it as like one. It, you okay? know, I don't know how it aired, but that, that could be, that could I be. But they were like 47-ish like... minutes a piece. That's why yeah. I feel just assumed maybe that it was um, over the course of two weeks, you know, however it came on, but maybe the pilot, they did a two-parter or something, you know, mm. to get it started. I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't watching it then. Right. I, right. I, Neither I, was I wasn't I. quite, I wasn't quite here yet. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was about uh, almost two years shy of, yeah. of this premiere date, November 4th, if you want to get very specific. Ooh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That seems kind of late in a season. Well, it wasn't a. It wasn't as well. Anyway, I'm used to seeing earlier uh, shows have 23, 24 episodes. Hmm. So I was surprised to see this was 13. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I, I didn't watch season. them all, but yeah, when I was looking at it. But yeah, right. Now the reason I wanted to talk about it. Now we could, over time, if if you know it warrants that, if somebody else wants to go beyond this. We could talk about the series as a whole, right? But I, I really just wanted to focus on the pilot episode mainly because I truly believe this is an underrated gem mm. because people remember the show, sure, or at least you know I, I feel like it's in the subconscious of pop culture. It was in syndication quite a bit through the '80s, so I know I've mm. seen some of the shows. 
Yeah. I don't know that I've watched this one before, though. So it, it, let's just say it felt brand new all over again because, yeah. you know, I would have been super young then even if I was watching it. So I ain't going to remember. <laughs> but so much of what's in this mm-hmm. is stuff that we've seen in other media. Like the, the one line, okay? And this is not a spoiler, but we hear it all the time. We hear it now everywhere, yeah. Don't so, make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. That happened in this pilot. And when he said it, I admittedly threw my hands up going, ah, yes. <laughs> but this is where it came from. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it all originated here. Even the way that the experiment goes down, if you watch the 2008, was it 2008? Yeah, 2008 Incredible Hulk film that with, was the uh, very, Norton? with Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. The whole opening credits, they practically remake that whole scene, like from the the opening credits, mm-hmm. everything in the opening credits of the series going forward comes from this episode. So if you've seen those opening credits, I'd have to go back s- now to make yeah. a comparison. But okay, yeah. but yeah, everything everything that you see in those opening credits comes from this. Interesting. I see that I didn't know. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So why talk about it? Why why you know deep dive into it? I genuinely feel there's something really good here mm-hmm. that no one talks about because I don't know about you mm-hmm. and and maybe you don't have the connection to it like over time that I do uh-huh. but the the very first time that I actually watched this there was a video store uh yeah one of those ancient buildings from way back <laughs> you when. know brick and mortar stores remember those mm-hmm. yeah there was a video store in one of the towns over that I lived in and they were doing this, I guess they were trying to unload some of the, their stock on the shelves, like movies that no one watched anymore. Mm-hmm. So they had this big sale trying to get rid of all these VHS tapes and they were selling them dirt cheap. So mm-hmm. they had them all sitting outside on tables and they were just like, you know, anything with a certain dot on it, that's this much, this dots, this much and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, shit, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't really, didn't have like a big VHS collection, but who knows what I could find. So I right. thought I'd thumb through. And I found a VHS copy of this as okay. a movie. Was it the and season, I, full season or just no, 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 pilot? No, no, it was, it was just this episode. Interesting. So okay. the way it was even kind of branded was like it was a movie because you oh. had the VHS cover, you had the cover, you know, everything. It Would just made it look enough? like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about a 90-minute movie when you uh-huh. put Watch it together. Watch it back to back, yeah. So that's how they, they it was assembled. That's how I got to see it. And mm-hmm. again, when I the, the version that I watched, I have on Amazon. And I purchased it because it was the full movie. And I oh, yeah. it paid like $2 for it. So it was yeah. just like, yeah. you know, hell yeah. These days, what's that? <laughs> but then, you know, obviously, I wanted to be able to have the full season. So... Mm-hmm. I don't like how Amazon does their gatekeeping thing because uh, if you buy something over there, you don't have it on other platforms versus like Vudu or Movies Anywhere. And then they're just like, well, hey, if you've got all your accounts linked, then you can watch it everywhere, you know, ooh, whatever. Kind of like God Galaxy for games. Yeah. But Amazon don't do that. You know, they're just no. like, no, you, you bought you it over here. here. Yeah. You just have to watch it here. Mm-hmm. You can't watch it anywhere else. Until we take it away and then sorry about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is all the more reason I'm trying not to buy stuff on Amazon anymore. You know, as far as digital movies. Typically, if you buy anything digital, you don't own it. You own it as long as that service is around, basically, and that's it. Sure. Yeah. 
So hopefully uh, Voodoo sticks around for a while. Right. Because <laughs> that's, that's where I've got a lot of my digital copies. And I don't have to worry about anyone stealing them except corporations. Anyway. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I can't the stop them. The ones who will win. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, that's that's where I first got that. I bought that VHS tape and I thought, you know, because I was a fan of the show. I yeah. grew up as a kid watching the show. And when I had this opportunity, I don't ever recall seeing the movie, like the, the pilot episode, because it was never, I guess, available or maybe I just missed it. I was not watching it or as a kid. Attention. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, when that was on syndication, like you said, mm-hmm. I was probably like five or six. Mm-hmm. And then... I, I again, I knew of the show, and then the ones that I was really familiar with, as far as this goes, is there were three made-for-TV movies: The Incredible Hulk Returns, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, yep. and The Death of the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And those I, you know, recorded on VHS, had my own little copies. Mm-hmm. I have digital copies of them all now, except for The Death, because for some reason that's not available. I don't. That one's got me boggled. <laughs> Huh. But the other I wonder two where are. one would find that then. We could do it. Uh, I, I did. I did find oh, it. Oh, did you find it? Yeah, oh, you okay. had to find it on uh, the internet movie. Not uh, what is it? What do you call it? The uh, the internet archives. Someone oh, uploaded okay. a copy. It's it's okay. It's not pristine. It'll get you by. Yeah. yeah. It was it was viewable. Mm-hmm. I've seen worse. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I grew up with. Again, knowing the show. But the show was not very available like it is today. Now you can find it anywhere. But I had that that VHS tape always stuck with me because then it gave me context for everything going forward. Because again, if you watch that and Mm -hmm. then say you went to The Incredible Hulk Returns as a sequel and you just watch them all as movies, it kind of works. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to have all the adventures in between for everything else to work because. And I don't want to get like everyone knows. I fucking. Spoilers. I mean, we're, we're spoiling even... a fifty-year-old show at this point, guys. I think you've had time. Yeah. <laughs> if you meant to do it, you would have by now. But the show was essentially he's trying to find a cure, but he's also trying to stay hidden as he's trying to do so. So it wasn't always like every episode he's trying to find a cure or anything like Mm. that. It was just like, where is he this week? Maybe he's just trying to get by. He's got a job. He's just doing whatever. And then he gets wrapped up in whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, plot of the week where he's some criminal. It followed. Yeah. There was a, what's the word I'm looking for? A formula. Formula. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Very formulaic in that way, but they did on occasion, go outside that formula. And those are the ones I really appreciated because it was almost like it broke up the monotony. I'm mm-hmm. not saying there was anything wrong with the formula. It mm-hmm. could be interesting depending on the characters, the story. Mm-hmm. I know there were a handful that I could think of right off the top of my head that were, for what it was, even for formulaic television, like, well, it's kind of, you know, pretty yeah. good little story. And, yeah. you know, you just throw the Hulk in and for different good measure. Why not? What else was on TV at the time? Yeah. 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 So there was a reason it worked. There's a reason it was on television for like five years. Uh, it was either four least. or five seasons. It wasn't it was like five. a decade, but I mean, that's a still a good run. Four or oh, five yeah. seasons is a very good run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it was popular for a reason. The, the formula worked. It was very simple. And the show benefited because of that. And that's why mm-hmm. it ran. But Again, we're talking about episode one, and the reason I want to talk about it 
was because of how well I feel like they tell the story and how emotionally invested I got in the character. I again, I don't know about you, but when I I rewatched this last night just to mm-hmm. kind of have a, a refresher. Sure. Yeah. And damn, if I don't get weepy at the beginning and at the end of this movie. They really do try to kill you with that right away. Mm-hmm. I'm dead inside now, so I didn't cry, but <laughs> I wanted to. Um, I probably shouldn't joke about that. But um, yes, it's a gut punch. It's kind yeah. of like when you're trying to watch the beginning of Up and you're like already sobbing and you're like, why are you doing this to me? I've been here mm-hmm. 10 minutes, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's break that down. So versus what we've seen in any other form. Mm-hmm. Of this story, it, well, let's let's use the MCU for example, or even like the other movie that Ang Lee did in two thousand three. It, it basically came down to they're doing a study and uh, they're trying to tap into either healing properties and something. I think in in the MCU it was like they were trying to recreate the Super Soldier Captain yeah. America thing. I was going to ask you about the differences because the show definitely changed some things yeah. for sure. <clears throat> So, and even in the comics, it was just like they they were testing out a gamma bomb and they were just Mm -hmm. like, okay. And then someone happened to be out on the testing site and then Bruce ran out and kind of shielded the guy and just got caught up in it. Right. So, at the end of the day, every other narrative Mm -hmm. for this character has been gamma scientific scientific studies Mm -hmm. and uh, there's an accident. Oh my God. And then boom. And then he he gets irradiated and then the whole kind of comes up. This to me mm-hmm. is much more tragic and heart wrenching because and idiotic, you, idiotic. But you can understand where he's coming from. To okay? a degree, yeah. To a, de- to a degree, but think about it. Okay, so well, I guess maybe a little more context too, if they don't know, because the studies they were doing were on people who had feats of superhuman strength in times of high duress. So, like you know how somehow adrenaline kicks in and you're able to do something so crazy that you've not been able to ever do and probably won't ever be able to do again, but you're so high stressed and so in adrenaline that your body somehow manages to pull something out. Example was a kid and a son or the son and the daughter. God damn it. The mother and the son, Jesus, um, in a car accident. And she just managed to find superhuman strength to lift up the car enough for the door to get open and her kid get out. So stuff like that. But that one is key to the whole thing. Right. Or at least kind of kicking everything off because they they do explore other stories, which I appreciated as well. And I I genuinely want to know because I've not seen any trivia to the contrary to confirm nor deny. But I'm very curious to know if they maybe dug a little bit to find stories that were very similar to this. I'm sure. Probably. Because even the way they they presented them, like I'll give props to the actors all day. I mean, Mm -hmm. they genuinely seemed like they were, they went through those experiences Mm -hmm. because they were talking about it. They almost like they had been there. Right. So, you know, genuine props to the actors involved Mm -hmm. there because they really sold those stories about this, their extreme situations. Mm -hmm. But for 
David, as we we call him in this show, because biggest, Bruce, I had to was, look that up because I'm like, why all of a sudden is he David here? But because um, apparently Bruce was too gay of a name. Who, well, who I well see, and that was the one that I read where I'm like, is that really true? And apparently that was just like a rumor that got started. But apparently the mm-hmm. biggest reason was the director didn't want it to sound too much of a comic book, which I just kind of laughed. I'm like, you're doing a show about a comic book, painting a guy in green paint, but Bruce is where you were gonna lose people. All yeah. right. And then you change it later to Dr. David Bruce Banner to what, like Pander, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But that I found interesting. But yeah, I read that too, where they were like, it was too, you know, flamboyant of a name. And I'm like, really? In the 70s? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And it's just, I, it, and then that's why, you know, David's just such a <gasps> macho man name, I guess. I don't know. But I, I thought that was either. hilarious that it sounds too much like a comic book. I'm like, dude, do you know what you're shooting right now? Yeah. That that whole argument, I never understood that for the life of me. When you're going to sit there and argue, well, this sounds too much like this. It's like, but you do realize what you're doing. It's the Watchmen (laughs) argument all over again where they they said, let's change the aliens because that's too far-fetched. It's like, says the fucking movie with the big blue guy who can be God. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. Trying to get your realism somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, that was a thing in the 70s, apparently. Mm. Anyway, but yeah, they they start this film off with you kind of getting to know David and his mm-hmm. his wife. They yeah, that, yeah. I was going to say they never explicitly showed that, but I I, I remember seeing a ring. So oh yeah, I yeah. think maybe I just assumed. And and that I guess I've never connected those dots, mm-hmm. but it's true. I honestly feel like that I mean, had to have been his wife. Mm-hmm. Had to have been either that. Or, I mean, they'd been together a while. They yeah. make sure to give you a lot of montages of their life. Yeah. Which I don't want to knock it because it does have a very dated quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I appreciate what they're doing more so when it comes time for the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that, that's really interesting about this pilot is there are moments where it feels like it's it's following... Uh, TV tropes of the time or just what was working. But then they do some very cinematic things mm-hmm. that it's really impressive. Like when you think about it. Well, like, I can damn. only imagine how long it took them to film all of that B-roll. Cause sure. dear God, there was a lot of B-roll yeah. that the, it was like three minutes worth in the beginning before a word was even spoken. Mm-hmm. Three to five minutes into the episode before a single word was spoken. Guys, it was just vignettes of their life. And I'm like, she's going to die. They're sh- taking this way too long to keep flipping, you know. But they were showing you the highs and the lows. They were showing uh-huh. how much they loved each other, all the little things they did to each other. And it kind of appreciate it because you were almost condensing this entire relationship within that three minutes. Again, yeah. it may go on a little long. It catches long. you up to speed. Yeah. But their relationship. Yeah. You're, you're definitely getting that sense of, okay, they were really in love with one another. They mm-hmm. had a wonderful life together. But what I said, how the cinematic, how it changes is once they do that frame up of the car. Yeah. And they're getting in, they're right below the car, like under the bumper almost. Mm-hmm. And the music shifts like instantaneously. Just like, oh shit, everything got a little mm-hmm. unnerved. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and it was just... I really appreciated that because it almost, I mean, it immediately sells 
yeah, something bad's about to happen. Yeah. Just and it wasn't like dun 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 because yeah. some movies will do that very super dramatic. It's like whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> take it yeah. back a notch. Yeah, <laughs> like what, what is about to happen? <laughs> but it's like it's just this very kind of calm, and then suddenly here's the car, and he's like, then kind of gets a little quiet, and then the tragedy happens. Yeah. And like you mentioned before, the mother and son had. The exact same experience. Yeah, it was they the exact were, situation. Yeah. Yeah. They were driving, David and Laura were driving in the car. Tire blows out, flips. David gets thrown from the car. Because we didn't have seatbelts. Remember that. We weren't right. we weren't about that life yet. What shame, shame. They should have been. Yeah. You know. Well, or I maybe mean, not. I guess he survived it, is all I'm gonna say. He was the That's one true. thrown from the vehicle. <laughs> so he goes and he tries to Obviously, flip over the car, right. and then he just has visions of of everything, and he can't do it. He mm-hmm. wakes up in his bed, and this has been I, nightmares that, of his. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think it's that scene right there with Bill Bixby, and this is this is where I'll give him credit all day. He carried that show. He did so it much well because I mean, the acting, for the most part, was fairly solid. I mean, you could you could tell that you know there's style changes we've made over the years. Sure, sure, but um. Yeah, he did well, and he was pretty solid for up until his death, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Like into the yeah. 90s or whatever. Yeah. I so. mean, he played it. He loved the character. I mean, it, I think mm-hmm. it showed. But in that scene where he, he wakes up from the bed, it's just... Yeah. You can see everything in his eyes because he, he just woke up. He's in a panic, mm-hmm. and then it's like just everything kind of... Yeah. yeah, clicks back into place, and he's just... He doesn't oversell it. It's just mm-hmm. that... He gets overwhelmed with it, and you're mm-hmm. just like, God damn, you know, you yeah. feel for him yeah. so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because we they never really indicated how long it had been, or at least I don't recall. They do in the second part. Because, how long, how long uh, did uh, they uh, say? Ten months. Oh, so it's fairly recent. Yeah, okay. it was very recent, which is why the ending of that movie was kind of like oh wait whoa, whoa, wait you know it's <laughs> like that's, that's yeah soon. we'll get to there but sure. um yeah i feel like once we get to where we're talking about like elena who is the mm. scientist he or she he's working with um i do feel like i remember her saying i i know it's only been over the last 10 months or oh it's only when he was talking about how many times he was having the nightmares and she said mm. well it's only been 10 months like yeah duh of course you might still be having these nightmares and that's what i was like oh shit yeah. We're doing this like basically right away after her death. I guess I, I was always under the impression that maybe it'd been over a year. It, it feels like at least like a year or two. If yeah. I hadn't heard that line, I probably would have just assumed that myself. To sure. be fair. But yeah. But from that point on, that kind of gives you a glimpse into what he's doing because he works at this institute, the Culver Institute, which they are doing these studies, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what uh how, how these you tap did in. It. Yeah. yeah. How how did people tap into the strength? And it frustrates him even further talking to the mother and her son because it's like, this is the exact mm-hmm. same thing. She could do it. I couldn't. What Why the hell? I? Yeah. You yeah. know, so they, they continued to do some digging. They find some variations. I think they said that they uh, found an abnormality in their DNA. Yes. Because they're doing compared. all their sciencey talk, like maybe yeah. we need to go deeper. What do you mean into the nucleus or whatever the heck it was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only we need to go deeper than that into the DNA. And I do find it hilarious, like how clear in the seventies we had a shot of how DNA goes around, and like maybe I don't know when all this tech came around. But I'm like that seems too clear of a shot. 
I don't know. I Maybe don't know. I should look it up. I might be sounding like an idiot right now, but <laughs> who knows? You know. I, I love that I'm picking apart the scientific, <laughs> you know, the science fiction <laughs> program. <laughs> yeah, like how would this really even happen? You know, but it is whatever. But yeah, they do some digging. They find that there was an abnormality in the DNA of all the the mm-hmm. people they've interviewed. So then they test David and then find that he also has the same abnormality. Yeah. So it's like, what the shit? Right. This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And now this is where it could get a little muddy with the science. But again, again, like for, we need to let, let that go. Yeah, yeah, like we're making a Hulk here. It's <laughs> for the for the sake of the story. I at least give them credit for at least trying to explain it in some ways in mm-hmm. some fairly scientific fashion that may make sense to some people i mean yeah, I, I can't mean, you use enough big words we're all gonna go uh-huh i can't you know? argue with the science because i don't <laughs> yes. know if it's true or not yeah. <laughs> but he he says that like he he talks to one of his colleagues and Which, mentions something way, that guy oh yeah I don't know if you really even caught the throwaway line, but I couldn't stop laughing at it for about maybe five minutes afterwards. But I'll let you go ahead. Well, when they were finally talking about it and he was uh, the guy was talking about how he was messing around with the gamma gun or whatever and seeing how high it could go. And so and then David looks at him and goes, well, how high can it go? And the guy's like, "Mm." it was just the way he went. (laughs) "Mm." (laughs) They kept moving. I was just like, that was the most genuine reaction where it's like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like (laughs) they didn't write it in the script. Damn it. Top notch to that actor, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. But where was that? Oh yeah. No, so sorry. We no, were no, talking no. about so, finding out what the difference was between his night and everyone else's. Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to to sort all that stuff out, and then he got he talking to the colleague. He heard something about sunspots, gamma radiation, yeah. and then did some tests, like pinpointing those the the specific times that those moments happened to these where people. It was like high, super high. Yeah. Right. And then he could correlate that to sunspot activity, which had like high levels of gamma radiation in the area or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he theorized that triggered that response because on the day it happened to him, all gamma activity was low. Yeah. And it was like, aha. And everyone else's was very high that they so, had shown in the show so far. Yeah. Right. So what would be considered a very stupid thing to do? Very stupid. Come on. Very stupid. He thinks that, in the interest of science, being sure. a scientist... The first time you could say, for science! Yeah, And it's for true. <laughs> he goes to give himself a gamma radiation injection in mm-hmm. hopes of maybe triggering something to help him do that. Yeah. Now, that's, that's the other thing, too, that as a scientist, he mm-hmm. should have talked through, but... Feeling- he tried, remember? He let the phone ring three whole times before he hung up and couldn't get a hold of her. That's true. Three rings, yo. In a day and age where you're at, have to be at home. <laughs> As a scientist. Yeah. Now, I understand that it's a big breakthrough in the research, at least mm-hmm. having something to correlate that he can be like, aha, I something think I we found test, it. Maybe, yeah. But being a scientist, you should know to research it further not act on something immediately but again this is fiction i understand and they're probably trying to play on his emotions like they were showing us in the beginning here so he's not going to be thinking completely clearly he wants an answer to why he couldn't save his wife and and why he thinks that this is just gonna (laughs) i don't know i I don't know i'm again understanding i i think that's where the grief kind of works to mm-hmm. its advantage here is because you're thinking, like you said, he's he's not thinking clearly. He's Mm-mm. just like, I need an answer. Yeah. And I'm just going to do this. And if it works, it's great. And then when it doesn't, 
it just makes him angrier. Right. He's just like, well, God damn it. You know, right. it's like, I was on to something and this shit's not working to fuck it all. Yeah. And he just Probably drives home. I going to give him some peace of mind. Yeah, I exactly. I why. Yeah. So he drives home and. Wouldn't you know it? It's raining. And I, he, he gets a flat tire and then. Yeah. Just goes just to try and change it. it. <laughs> and shit goes bad. And then, rah, the Incredible and Hulk comes out. And yeah. here we go with the Hulk. Yeah, he was getting mad. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't. He uh, uh, yeah. busts off that tire and flips that car. <laughs> yeah, he breaks the car. Like, he mm-hmm. slams it so many times. Lou had to have had a great time. I mean, oh, yeah. just slamming it, throwing the car, you know, which was funny. I was like, in the MCU, he would have hit the car once and it would have flown. You know? Mm-hmm. So... Baby, baby Hulk, though, right? Like he's learning. We could explain it away to Baby Hulk, maybe. I could understand where people would be a little disappointed. Like if you were only aware of the MCU Hulk, and then go back, and you, you come know. back to this, and you're like, "What the hell? He can't even be shot." Well, it's live <laughs> action too. Could you imagine doing a live action Hulk nowadays? Yeah. You think that would even fly? Everyone's so used Not to the like CGI this. Hulk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to do the whole Mark Ruffalo, the Disney budget, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They're not going to go for this anymore, which is sad because, you know. There is a charm to it. There is. It yeah. worked at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, that's, that's the beauty. That's why it lasted so long. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Worked People, well enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting enough. Anyway. So from this point, he mm-hmm. he's finally hulked out mm-hmm. and he goes out to... He's just wandering around in the woods nearby, mm-hmm. and then he comes across this little girl. Now, did you feel like this scene felt very reminiscent of, like, Frankenstein? The, the scene where the little girl's kind of by the lake. Now, granted, it doesn't play out the same, but... No, no, yeah. I felt like it was very reminiscent of that in some regards. And I was trying to figure out what angle they were going for with him basically, like, stalking up behind her. She's sitting by a lake. This kid's going to fish. So mm-hmm. she's trying to put a worm on a fish and hook. Unbeknownst to her, this green monster is coming up behind her. And of course, instantly freaks out when she sees him. Because sure. I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, I've never seen someone so huge and green before mm-hmm. in my life, you know? <laughs> and so she screams and then tries to take off in her boat, which of course she tips over and is now like flailing in the water. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this is where where it starts to get kind of funny because then dad comes over and like oh my god honey you know as the hulk has already pushed over a tree and trying to like move it over to her to grab so she won't drown but dad's mm-hmm. like i'm gonna shoot him anyway yeah it does and then i thought that it was kind of funny because like they made it a very dramatic he's running to the wood <laughs> coming at him he's trying to you know get the bullets into his gun and he, he just can't do it you know and, ah, ah. and then he comes up and breaks the gun picks dude up i love that it had to be shirt collar and crotch by the yeah. way <laughs> <laughs> shirt collar and crotch and throws him into the lake right and then mm-hmm. now dad and daughter are back together again and he goes runs off but yes that it was all i just love the dramatics of zooming in on hulk's face coming through the trees and then up to the guy trying to you know so now we know where those tropes came like i can't do guns anymore i don't you know i'm too scared yeah but it it's it's funny too because it's it's very much the way the scene is set up it's to help you understand that he's not going to hurt anybody right right or at least that is the whole purpose of it it seems like because they do have that conversation later on that right he's worried he's going to kill someone and they're just like i you don't kill he doesn't kill mm-hmm. and that's what because he was he was trying to help it looked the, like he the, was gonna play like hi little kid you know not realizing i don't i look scary mm-hmm. i don't know and he was just trying 
to to you know he didn't know any better. He couldn't help it. Right. And then the father again. I, I'm trying to to, to understand his same. mindset. Yeah, I'm trying to understand his mindset because if I saw some stranger mm-hmm. uh, near my my child, mm-hmm. especially a big that giant like that. Yeah. green monster, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I may be a little panicky. But if I also see that she's in the lake drowning and he's holding a tree, being like, try to hang on to it, I. I mean, I don't know. Process that, unless you're thinking he's using the trunk to try to hit your daughter or something in in the lake. I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I saw some dude holding the trunk, I don't know if I thought I would be able to do anything anyway. Of course, you're going to try. It's your spawn, right? Like you Mm -hmm. love your spawn. I've I've been told, right? So you you don't want them to die. So I don't know. I don't know how I would have reacted either. I might have done the same. Yeah. So uh, you could say he didn't overreact per se because he thought he was trying to save his gr- daughter. Right. And he's no still- dumber than giving yourself all the gamma to think you're going to get strength, I guess. You know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all the gammas. All the gammas. Now, fun fact, and some people may know this, some may not. You may not. Mm. So I'm going to I'm going to share a little something with you. There is one. I don't want to say frame, but one little shot within that scene where the tree I think it's right before he pushes the tree down, mm-hmm. where it is not Lou Ferrigno. But in fact, actor Richard Keel, who people would probably know as Jaws from the James Bond movies. The okay. big, like he was in Happy Gilmore. Why he the was hell the, would uh, we replace Ferrigno for something like that? No, no, no. I know you're going to tell me, but like. He was originally cast before <laughs> Ferrigno. And apparently they didn't like how he was looking, how it just wasn't working. And what's dude's name? Michael. I want to look him up. Uh, Richard Keel. Richard Keel. Go ahead. Uh, K-E-I-L, I think. And you'll know him the moment you see him. Yep. Yep. And he was originally cast and I, I guess it just wasn't working. They just, they weren't liking it. So hmm. I guess there was just that one shot or one of the one shots in the, the movie that they just didn't redo with Lou Ferrigno. So that he does have like a small little shot in the mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Where you can't really see his face, but it is him. I didn't that pay is, attention. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so quick. You you unless you knew what you're looking mm-hmm. for, you wouldn't spot it. No, I and just I kept remembering going. It. My God, was he huge? Mm-hmm. His trapezoids had trapezoids. I was just like, my God, like I know, and I've seen him in person, and I'm not saying he's small now by any stretch of the imagination, but like, dear God, when he's yeah. just standing there flexing over and over again i was just like oh my god <laughs> like he would break all of us you know yeah. he's a big dude he's not mm-hmm. very tall but he's a big dude yeah so from this point i think we got past the the fit with the throwing <laughs> the, him in the lake and yeah, yeah and all that stuff so comes back to uh his his friend elena and mm-hmm. coming to her house disheveled well after he had kind of He's finally back. calmed down. Right. Yeah, yeah, now he, he's David again. He spotted himself in the lake and... Oh, that's right. He had the I moment thought that the was, lake. Yeah, kind yeah. of an interesting... Because we don't... If you watch or watch any of the show, you never see the transformations, really. You just kind of see him the, hulk out, he runs off, and then you cut back and it's like, David's fine. Yeah, I mean, you he kind of had to. But they did have one detransitioning scene, which we'll talk about when we get to there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was just kind but of he, like you'd see a clothes rip or something and then the camera mm-hmm. would cut away and then you'd see maybe David with the wig on or something, you know, like yeah. they would do cuts back and forth. 
yeah. And I, and I even liked how they there were moments where he was like mid-transformation before mm-hmm. he kind of really went primitive where you'd kind of hear the voice had kind of dropped in tone. Because mm-hmm. like even where he was seeing himself in the, the water, mm-hmm. kind of coming back to it, you could just heard him, heard him say, my God, under his breath, but it was deep. Like mm-hmm. they had pitched it down a lot. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take hey, on, on yeah. what you're doing. And so from there, he goes back to Elena's house and tries to explain everything that's going on. Of he course, she yeah. berates him for doing the gamma thing. Of which, course. Good. You sure. Know, of course she shouldn't have been like, oh, okay. That's, that's a normal why I, thing funny. I tried to call you. And that's when I went, uh, you let it ring three times, bud. Like. Yeah. She could but have been she in the bathroom for, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. as he does, as she should have. Yeah, she gave him hell for it, and she was just like, "This is this is not. Mm-hmm. What are you doing?" Right? You know? like, She's like, "I understand the the you know excitement that you may have been going mm-hmm. through, or the you thought you had a breakthrough, but for God's sakes, man! Like, look at you." Yeah. <laughs> so they decide that they're going to try and figure out what happened, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, we also get introduced to a very pivotal character to the overall show but mm-hmm. i also feel like he's very pivotal here a lot more than he could have been like they could have fucked this over with this character mm-hmm. and i felt like that they there's an element later on that we'll, we'll touch on mm-hmm. that i feel like he he's important for for this very reason mm-hmm. and i feel like makes him the ultimate villain because of it but we'll get to it yeah but yeah. again uh jack mcgee our, yeah. our star reporter who's always on the the trail of the incredible hulk um, did you kind of think Willem Dafoe light? Jack Colvin does have a little bit of that. It's the freaking cheeks, man. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the top face structure where I was like, why do I know him? Mm-hmm. It's not Willem, but it looks like Willem, you know, but got, he was like huge in the seventies and eighties to my, once I looked it up, but I was like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, all right. Now, the only other thing I think I've ever seen him in, mm-hmm. we, I mean, there may have been other TV shows or movies that I just don't know about, but, uh, he was a doctor or a psychiatrist in child's play you know okay then maybe that's where it's like why can i not shake the feeling that i've seen this dude's face before because like when i was mm-hmm. looking him up most of his credits were i was too young to pay attention but i'm looking at it now and yeah. like yeah he was on macgyver apparently. i mean he's been around yeah he's he's a fairly yeah. no he was pretty prominent through the 70s and 80s and then it looks like a couple of things in the 90s and i don't even know if dude's alive if i'm honest uh i don't nope. think december 1st 2005 so okay mm. there you go so he he played that character to a t and i appreciate that now he was kind of a prominent character in the show like i said he was all they didn't use him all the time he wasn't like in every episode i don't think well according but, to imdb he was in all 82 Oh, really? Yeah. I, he I, was at least credited. Now, whether or not he uh, was in them, I don't know. So there, See, I it always could thought be they that. put your episodes you were in, but maybe you're right. Because, like... I mean, he was t- he was top billed in the show. It was like Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, and Jack Colvin. Yeah. But then they were the only three that were in the main mm-hmm. opening credits as far as actors okay. credited. So that might be why. But I don't remember him being in all episodes, but he may have been, and I just don't remember. I'd have to rewatch the whole thing to be, you know... Sure. I don't know. But again, the whole purpose of him is to be that that uh, slimy Loving reporter. the complication in the story, yeah. Yeah, and then trying to to do whatever. But what I appreciated, and I don't want to go too deep into it if you know we ever want to talk about the show as a whole, but there was at least a moment where they, I guess they decided to change things up as far as the formula went. Mm-hmm. And they added a wrinkle into that 
that relationship that I appreciated the hell out of because I think when they were showing these uh, episodes on the Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. when that was back when they spelled it proper, not oh, the stupid yeah. Y crap. Yeah, I don't know when that came in. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. It still, <laughs> uh, still bothers me. I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there was an episode that I'd never seen before because, you know, I was trying to, to catch up on some of them. And this is where I saw some of, more than I ever had as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And there was an episode where there was like a forest fire. And I don't remember, but it was a two-parter. But there was a forest fire, something like that. He got caught out in it. And David also happened to be out there. But he knew if he saw his face... That he would know who he was. Right, yeah, So he had to bandage his face up like he was, you know, burnt. The invisible man. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And he had, he was trying to rescue him to get him out of this, this area because I think he'd busted his knee or something like that. So he Mm -hmm. had him like on a a splint or made him a splint and kind of had him on this little, uh, what do you call them? Where you carry. Like the stretcher? Stretcher. Something like that. Like a home, like a handcrafted stretcher or something Mm -hmm. like that he's made to try and help him, get him to help. Yeah. But also had to hide his identity. And it was, like I said, it was a two-parter thing to where he finally found out mm-hmm. that the Hulk was not just a creature, mm-hmm. but a man who could become the creature. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of it, there was a moment where they were kind of stuck and he just hulked out in front of him. But again, he had his mask on. Uh-huh. but So he didn't see who it was, but he knew... That's his confirmation. Like, I just saw it happen. Yeah. So he now it changed his whole perspective. And from that point going forward, because they had bonded and he got to know him, Mm -hmm. he felt like he had an obligation to help him after that. Like he wanted to help him. Mm -hmm. And I just I thought that was kind of interesting how they they twist. They changed the the relationship. Made him still a human being, not just some sleazeball reporter. Yeah. 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 But here he's he's definitely sleaze because oh, yeah. he's trying to to get his big story, <laughs> and mm-hmm. th- I, I'm not 100 percent sure what exactly he was after at well, first. Yeah, because when he first came around, obviously we didn't even know anything. He hadn't been put gamma. He hadn't done any of that kind of stuff. <sighs> and I want to say it was something to do with the um, testing that they were doing about the superhuman strength gotcha. or something to that effect, you know. And that's why he was like, "I don't want to be in your paper," you know. I'm not interesting. Mm. None of this kind of stuff. Oh, I disagree, you know. So I, I mean, I feel like it had to have been something along those lines because we hadn't been shown anything else yet, unless yeah. we were supposed to just know that Jack wants to get a hold of David Banner for some reason. Yeah, it just it you seemed know? like he he had some interest in the mm-hmm. the research facility or the people whatever so they were it, doing in there. Yeah, yeah, it may have been that. It may just again, I don't recall. Yeah, and I've I seen don't remember this, them saying either. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it so many times, but I I never recall an actual reason. He's just like I'm a reporter. I want to do an interview, and they're like, no. Yeah, and that's where yeah. it gets left pretty much. So he he shows up at the door to kind of you know make his intentions known at that point, and then. We lose sight of him until a little bit later, but then they go to one of their, uh, I guess, off-site facilities from the yeah, main building, mm-hmm. and they've got this big pressure chamber, and they were just going to see if they could possibly get him to Hulk out again. Yeah, but they didn't even know what it was. They were just like, "Let's see if we can't do some tests, maybe or, recreate yeah. some things, figure and, out and, what happened to you last night. Let's yeah. make what happened last night happen again if we can. Yeah, yeah. if we can. Yeah, and all it, you know, they go through all these different things." I still thought that was funny, the whole things they did. Because, again, I'm like, you would have just 
fried yourself in there, but whatever, yeah. you know. And she she warned him. I mean, she yeah. was telling him. She's like, I don't really feel like this is a great idea. And he's like, well, we're going to do it. And yeah. Well, his like, great right. idea, guys, by the way, was to recreate the evening of the accident because nothing was happening and he was getting bored in there. Um, mm. So he decided to break a pipe. Or, or not break it at that point. He undid the uh, yeah, pipe. So it's water. So basically now it's supposed to be raining in there. But that wasn't working. So he's like, ah, but there was lightning that night too. And she's like, well, well how the hell do you want me to? I'm fresh out of lightning, David. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And so he decides to have her turn off the power while he breaks the um, uh, circuit breaker mm-hmm. and pulls the wires apart enough for when she turned it back on, it's causing itself to spark between the two. So he's sitting in water. And, and electricity. And electricity. But an hour later, he's still fine. He's just sitting there like wet, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is funny. You know, she's like, I am calling it, David. This is not working. And you're just looking pretty pitiful in there right now. Just now we, we did kind of uh, gloss over one little bit, but they even kind of oh. confirm it here uh, before they go through all that. Like after they've kind of locked him up in there, mm-hmm. she talks to him about. Like she brought him some groceries or something like that, just to kind of help him get through. Mm-hmm. And she mentions the gamma injection that he took. Now, oh yeah, you you had mentioned you know the guy who had been calibrating everything. So uh-huh. this guy had been going through the facility and just like boosting the abilities of all turning these it up machines. to eleven. <laughs> so he had like all these machines had this little piece of white tape that he had kind of scribbled on, saying what he jacked it up to. Well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as the gamma injector went. He had apparently calibrated it, stuck the white tape on there, but he didn't write down didn't what, what he'd done. Yeah, so we didn't know how much. So David assumed it was only, what, 200,000 like rads two or, or something like that? 200,000, yeah. And she was like, yeah, you you bumped it to the to the white tape? And I was like, yeah, the full two, two 300,000? She's like, yeah, no, you took two million. Yeah. And yeah. She, it's like, you what? just saw him... I took a dose that high, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's probably. what I was like." You took all the gammas, dude. All of yeah. them. All of you're, them you're are lucky in your to be brain. Standing. By the way, <laughs> did we even talk about this machine? By the way, because I want to know if this machine's even a real thing. Because holy crap, this device he had to put himself in for it. Um, it was like he had to crawl under a pole, which, by the way, it looks like a lap. Like if you were on a ride, mm-hmm. you know, the pole that goes down so you don't fly off the ride. And I'm like, I hope. Other people that that lifts up for them. I hope not all mm. patients are having to crawl under there. But it was like he he put his face in maybe those X-ray machines you do for like your teeth around your head. But yeah. he had like straps around the top, straps around his chin, and then he had to like tilt it back like those professional gamer chairs you would see happen and spin himself around. I'm like, what the hell is this machine? <laughs> And how is he able to just do all of that from right there in the chair? Like he had a long strip of all of the controls. I, I, mm. I was fascinated by this machine. And then they're building it up. They're building it up and the music and this. And then he turns it on and then turns it back off. And I'm like, well, that was a, I was expecting a laser at least like show me something happening. Nope. They just put a white light on his, on his forehead that but he we got lined to... himself up correctly. And that was it. I was we like, got okay. to see the, the transformation inside. I was just like that whole to do about him strapping himself in and doing all this for that to be all that we saw. I was like, that just felt like a little bit of a left down, you know? Aww. And then he just climbs back out. He still can't lift up the stretcher and he goes on with his night. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he tried. He yeah, thought he it. Did. He did. So yes. Yeah, so he's taken two million. He's in a tube. 
Mm. And it takes dreaming about Laura again for mm-hmm. it to trigger right. everything. Because we still don't know why. Because I'll, I'll be honest, genuinely they should have thought... Now, granted, I, I don't know what the thought process was. And I guess it does make sense from a scientific perspective if you could try to recreate to try and figure out what may have happened so they didn't understand that it was rage, anger, or anything right, that triggered right, it. Yeah. So, uh, smart that they did lock him up. Yeah. Because they didn't know how it was going to trigger. Mm-hmm. And all it took was just him going, taking a nap and having that dream again. And then, Getting there it mad. is. Getting Yeah. And then he tears the shit out of that pressure chamber. Yeah, he does. I don't know how you feel about it. And uh-huh. tell me if you agree or not. But I feel like, and th- this is another thing I appreciate it. I feel like they went full horror movie here. Like to try and present what's going on. Yeah. Because the way she's sitting there narrating what Narrate, he's doing. Yeah, she's recording for science, by the way, guys. She was like yeah. watching his um, signals and stuff before he hulked out. And she's recording it. You know, what her findings, the scientist in her. Yeah. Because th- there's no music. It's just her narrating and him smashing the shit out of this thing trying to get out. And I feel like the way they kind of posit a lot of the scenes, it comes mm-hmm. off very horrific because you you start to worry, again, if you are unaware of what this thing is or what it's capable yeah. of, you think if it gets out, it's going to do something to sure. her. It's going to hurt her. It's and she's even through scared. six inch glass and a steel tube. Yeah, I'd be like getting out of there. But nope, yeah. she's calm, just getting closer, trying to, you know, definitely scientists. Like, no, mm. I'm not going. This is too fascinating. You know, I'll yeah. die, but I'm going to, you know, she did not go anywhere, man. Not based. Nope. She she was dedicated uh-huh. to this man, which mm-hmm. she admits to later. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets out and it's just kind of a standoff. But you kind of see like he's not sure what to do. She's not sure what to do. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, just calm down. It's okay. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Sit yeah. down, chill out. And he, this is where we get to see another, you know, full. So this is where we see their um, graphics for detransitioning, which they probably should have left out. Now, maybe it looked better on 70s TV. Let's give it that. We, sure. we we definitely have a lot more pixels that we're working with and all this kind of mm. stuff. Um, I don't think it was a remastered version, though. No, However, absolutely not. But they, they tried, guys. And it was mm. like, you could tell it was like overlapping film because they would have um, David's face a little bit behind the Hulk's face and then kind of transforming and a green light that just mm. glowed only on his face. And I'm like... I don't know how I feel about this one. You know, I think we should have just cut back to her face and then come back to him with contacts, cut back to her face and then back to him normal and then call yeah. it a day because, oof, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, At the time, now, it might have been fine. But like now I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cringe. I mean, I'll definitely admit now, as much as I, I'm praising this, there are dated elements. Sure, the sure, sure. effects like that are very dated. And that one, I mean, the the first one that they did, it was a little bit more like you mentioned, where yeah. they had the water to kind of uh, yeah. play with it to where you couldn't really see it. So it was just kind of waving about. So mm-hmm. when they did the transition, you're like, okay. So they, they kind of hit it. But here yeah. they were doing something a little bit more forward. Mm-hmm. And the fade ins, fade outs. At the time, I'm sure it was like very... It might have looked cool then. Know, yeah, for sure. A, practical, but also kind of neat. But mm-hmm. today, by today's standards, it's a very dated... Mm-hmm. Uh, practice but yeah it worked for yeah what it i is. mean it, it it made its point mm-hmm. and and <laughs> i do want to since we're talking about dated elements 
the one thing, and it's so interesting to me, considering what comes from this, would be the music. Outside mm. of the iconic piano music. Yes. Very chill, by the way, for a superhero type mm. thing, I think, you know. There's a there's a lot of um, 70s inspired sounds. Yeah. Like I know when stuff gets a little intense, you hear the bongo drums. So it has a very 70s sound yeah. to the soundtrack. I mean, and even looking at it, geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. I mean, the brown Bell-bottoms. plaid suits. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's very like, I know where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a product of its time for sure. Uh-huh. It's, there's there's no trying to be like, well, what time could this yeah, be? Yeah, no, you could can't. It, is it out of time? No. Unless you're <laughs> fresh out of the box into this world. I don't know how you would miss that era for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, I'm not knocking the music. The music works, but I feel like if there were certain elements to it where, I don't know, it just didn't have that 70s element to it, it could be just, it could elevate it just a hair more. But again, this is, I mean, this has the iconic music that we all know. We hear Mm -hmm. it throughout, along with some other uh, themes that they've used in subsequent uh, episodes of Mm -hmm. the show. So it, it did start something, but then again, dated mm-hmm. elements to and the transitions work. could have been a little easier too when we were going mm-hmm. from one type of music back into the piano music or something. It's like it, it just felt jarring because it, it's yeah. just a, such a stark change between the t- like even the same instruments. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like ah, what are we? Ugh. Okay, I guess we're ending now. I don't know. Or he's sad. yeah, because I don't. One of the two. <laughs> he's either walking sad or it's the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then. I think it was about after he had calmed down from that mm-hmm. and then they were kind of discussing everything because trying to figure out what happened. And he's, she said, what did you feel? And he was like, rage, you know, anger. Mm-hmm. So then they start to try and piece together what triggers it, what could have happened, why the rage center. And even I, I did appreciate this, too, how she she even says as she's recording, it's like a child throwing a tantrum, mm-hmm. you know. And then as they are kind of discussing maybe what happened throughout the transformation, she mentions like it, it triggered some primitive part of the brain mm-hmm. and it's almost like your, your normal cognitive senses just are, are put in the back seat and this mm-hmm. primitive part. Just this primal beast. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to his DNA, it, it's like it triggered that mm-hmm. in his brain and that's what comes out mm-hmm. as part of this beast. So it's, it, it kind of gave some, credibility to the transformation what Mm -hmm. exactly is happening and i thought that was kind of a neat little thing because i don't feel like they've again in the the movies or whatever it's sure they're just like well you got blasted with this and then the superheroes serum so it's all that shit mixed together and now you're just like this big beast versus it's something in your dna that it's triggering Mm -hmm. on top of the The radiation gammas you took (laughs) But I have to admit, my big complaint with that scene was how he kept going, that's impossible. And I'm like, look, I know she's a woman in the 70s, but she literally just watched it. Okay, Mm -hmm. can you just stop trying to correct her on what just happened to you? You don't know. Yeah. I uh uh I did want to slap him around a little bit there. It's like, that's not possible. And it's like, dude, I just watched you grow into a green man. And you're going to tell me I'm wrong, you know? Like, but... Give Elena a lot of credit. She pushed back hard oh, yeah, she every up. time. 
Every, I am get, right, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, I, that's what I loved about her character so much. Susan mm-hmm. Sullivan, by the way, we didn't even shout out her, mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. actress's name. Seen yeah. her in a lot of shit too. But yeah. she, like any time he would argue and be like, you, like the killing thing. She was like, yeah. well, we know that you don't kill. And she's like, we're not talking about me. We're talking about the monster. She's like, no, we're talking about you. You are it. He is you. You don't kill. He doesn't kill. And he just wanted to keep arguing. She's like, damn it. Look, you I know. just talked to him. He didn't touch me. He didn't try to hurt me or nothing. He looked at me a little like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, listen she, to her. <laughs> she she, she gave it her all. Like, she mm-hmm. did not let him just be like, well, this is what's happening. Yeah. She's like, no, we're going to continue to do this. We're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to stop arguing with me because mm-hmm. I'm seeing shit that you are not. Right. I'm the if one we only on the had cameras in that time, you would have we would have just been like, look, dude. But, you know. Yeah, which is funny, too, because they even kind of reference that. And I don't know how to, because, again, I can't recall every single episode, but I guess it would mm-hmm. have to be true to some degree, is say, for example, with this episode, the the brief moment that he saw his white eyes within the water. Mm-hmm. Say that was about as much of a reflection of that character as he got to see. If you go to the Death of the Incredible Hulk movie, mm-hmm. in that one, they actually did get video of him transforming like he partnered uh, with a guy and they trapped him in this this laser field because you know mm-hmm. it's science and whatnot. right 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 and he hulks out and then they recorded it to try and see what happened and then kind of hit him with like a a narcotic pass him mm-hmm. out and then he comes to come so now he could actually see it on video and they had a scene where he's just sitting there looking at it and it's like i've never seen this before like actually seen it yeah, yeah. and he was just that's yeah, me. I don't know how I would take that in either. Like, this yeah. is what I've been doing for five years? Holy crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it I was thought... bad because my shit's always ripped up and I never know where I'm at at the end of the day. Sure. <laughs> like, you know? But I just thought that was kind of an interesting Yeah, I don't know situa- that I've seen that Like, one. they've never done that. Yeah. yeah. And you know someone's had to have taken, I'm sure, Bigfoot style oh, sure. video. You know, it was like the cameras and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, we, we called him. Whatever they had back that. then. Well, it had sure. to be like these giant contraptions, if I'm remembering. That's like true. mobile cameras, like they were sitting on top of your shoulder and you needed <laughs> like three men to hold. You know, like, I don't know that that's that mobile, <laughs> you know. But see, now, yeah. Okay. So from this point, I think this is where we, we wound up because they, after they were having this discussion, the, the police show up. And yes, are looking yeah. for David to question him about his car, which yeah. has been destroyed. <laughs> which he threw down a a, a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had to think on the fly not as to what well, happened. Mind you. Not very well. No, he's but not good at that. <laughs> at least it was somewhat believable to say that mm. your friend had a key, may have taken it. I mean, if that would have been the first thing he said, instead of being like, I don't know what happened to the car, so you don't know what happened to the car. Um, yeah, I was just missing this morning. And so you did you report it? Uh, no, because my friend had a key, you know, and I'm just like, if I was the cop, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You didn't know, and it was missing, and now you think it's your friend? Okay. Was anybody but- in the car? No, no. Oh, yeah. Whew, yeah, I don't know. Just thought my friend took <laughs> But Jesus Christ, he he didn't commit a crime. It's just like your car is smashed up and you need to get it out of there. Do they actually charge you for things like that? I'm curious. Well, it's like the that, dude's like, you're going to get billed for the cleanup. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, why not? Someone's got to do it. I just, I just I don't know if someone legit stole my. Well, what am I talking about? Anytime someone 
does something nefarious to someone else's property. It's always the person holding the property with the bag. So what am mm-hmm. I talking about? Anyway, go ahead. But yeah. yes. Anyway, but as they're having this conversation, who should reappear? But Mr. Jack McGee. Mr. Jack. Uh, has his uh, well-documented footprint. You yeah, know, he does. Cast, that plaster, plaster cast. <laughs> just carrying it around like, see, look what I found. Yeah, it doesn't even fit in the bag he brought it in. Jesus no. fuck, guys. <laughs> But he's he's convinced you got some Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Well, I know, mean, that is a Bigfoot. He, he even calls him, you know, Big Hulk, you know. Yeah, he, I, like, you know, I thought that was funny. He's the one who named him, basically, huh? Like, yeah. this Hulk, this Hulk. I'm like, what? But, you know, it wasn't, it, I felt like it, within the context of the, na- the like, how the conversation yeah. went, it wasn't, like, I personally don't use that term. Mm-mm. You know, to to no. describe a big person, but I mean, I'm sure it was common back then. Maybe so. Yeah. He just kind of said it casually. He's like, "Yeah, this big Hulk. He he scared the hell out of this, you know, father and daughter, and like it worked." And know? then everybody believed them that they saw a green monster. See, that's the thing. Everyone was too trusting. I feel that wouldn't be the uh, case. I feel well. To be fair, the cops uh, didn't seem to be on board with that because they did chastise him when he started asking yeah. questions. He was like, do not spread your bullshit yeah, gossip around shit. here. It's like, we do not need a panic. Mm. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Like you probably do with a lot of, you know, journalists. Yeah. yeah. So they, they kind of do their deflecting, you know, David and, and Elena just being like, Hey, uh, you can't come in because we got, yeah, some, some kind of virus know, like man-eating virus in there or yeah. something it's like you guys are fine well we had gear and, and we don't we have three gears <laughs> are inoculated or whatever oh yeah so. that was it they had like their yeah, yeah you had your shots <laughs> no <Nope. Wait>, what <laughs> so he uh toddles uh, yeah. off as they go to try and figure out what they're going to do next their next move they can't remember what they exactly they were going to go. I think they were just going to. I think they went back to the office for something and then we're coming right back. Right. So during the time that they were gone, Jack McGee sneaks in. Uh He starts spotting the the pressure chamber has been destroyed. And of course, he's not convinced. He sees the foot. Right. Yeah. He knows that something's up. Yeah. And about the time as he's investigating, as he snuck in, because did they actually show where he got in at? I think it was through a window. So it was through a window. Okay, yeah. yeah like, because the door was locked and then he kept going around the building, mm-hmm. peeking in. And then I think he found a window he could climb through. Yeah. So he got in through the window. He found, like you said, the, the footprint, mm-hmm. the shattered glass and. This is the destroyed tube. <laughs> mm-hmm. They yeah. they come back in. He hides off in a closet and he can hear them mm-hmm. referring to. When our friend returns, maybe yeah. we'll be ready. So he's already starting to piece some shit together. Now, this is where, this is the scene where I this say that a, this son of a bitch is, <laughs> this is where that son of a bitch is responsible for everything going forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. 100%. Because this scene could have played out in a, a much different way where maybe something just, an accident occurred of a different sort, but Jack McGee. Mm-hmm. is responsible for everything going yep. forward at this point. 
Yep. Because as he's hiding off in that closet, they're trying to gather their gear so they can move to another facility. They they were talking about some other bigger, stronger facility mm-hmm. where they can hopefully figure out. That's what they were doing. They were trying an X-ray injection, oh, re- whatever the reversal. fuck that is. They kept saying yeah. X-ray reversal, which I was like, ooh, I've not heard of this science either. Yeah. X-ray reversal, like we can take the gammas out, apparently. But, <laughs> By putting you in the same machine and just hitting yeah. reverso. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. But it didn't work. No, so, it didn't. So then they, they, again, come back trying to regroup and figure out what they're going to do. And as they, I think they were looking for some printer paper or something like that, goes to the closet where Jack is hiding. And I'm not sure what the hell he knocked over, but it was a form of flammable acid material. Some sort of acid because they were made a point of us seeing it smoking as it was Mm. hitting the ground. Yeah. Yeah. While they're having this conversation now out front, like, why are you here, dude? Yeah, a big jug of this mm-hmm. stuff. Big jug of this stuff, which apparently, so he, well, I'll let you finish, but yeah. Well, he he just kind of stumbles back, it falls over, starts leaking out, and there's mm-hmm. apparently something else that I'm assuming that if it it, t- it ignites whenever it they come looked like fertilizer. And then then I first thing I went was so we keep the fertilizer with the flammable liquids in the same closet in this science. Okay. All right. Yeah, fine. That's how they did it then, I guess. But no one is expecting them to be like that situation. I understand accidents happen. Like here we have the perfect case in point why they should be in different rooms. Why do you need fertilizer? That's my first question. What science in that room needs fertilizer? I swear to God that's what it looked like if I could remember the brand name that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like those big bags of fertilizer you'd buy out front of like Home Depot. Just have sitting no in idea. the closet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he drags, I mean, obviously Jack McGee is trying to be like, call them out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not buying it. You're telling me that this did this and this did that, mm-hmm. but you're telling me there's this other thing. Mm-hmm. I know you're lying. I see the water footprint right there. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So David just yanks him outside and then that's where we get our classic don't make me angry line because yep. he's just go fuck off. But at that moment... The the chemical reaction collides yep. and the entire building goes up and into an like a immense explosion. <laughs> bomb went off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So panic ensues. Obviously, like, David's trying Christ. to get back in there. They just killed Elena. I'm going. Did yeah. they really just do that? But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's it's heartbreaking because she, I I don't know if she would have actually been able to help cure him, but. She would have never given up. No, she wouldn't have. But, you know, him being him, he's having flashbacks. So mm. we think Jack's walked away. Um, David's peeking around the building. He's, like, going to help her. And then, of course, Hulk's out. Mm-hmm. And instead of walking through the window, he just breaks the, the wall. As, as you, you do. I, as the Hulk. Yeah, sure. Um, saves her. And then they go, you know, running off into the woods. So we're all like, ooh, I don't think Jack saw it. But I was like, nope, he did. So he saw Hulk carrying Elena running somewhere. Yeah. And then and another giant explosion happens. But and yeah. As he assumed, because he started calling for David again. So he still assumed David David's was in still there. inside and mm-hmm. then died within the explosion. Right. So... To to they I can they never, understand that. Yeah, I they never specified what exactly his his thought process was, but I'm assuming he just assumed the Hulk came in, caused that explosion, yeah. and then he thinks he's ran innocent of the, of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Hulk like did he, it. 
just some big disaster. Like I don't know. Yeah, we know we know the truth. The Hulk did it. That's, that the, the Hulk, Hulk did Hulk. it. And that's it. Yeah. But then we come to the next heartbreaking scene. To me, <sighs> is we we don't ever get a sense of the Hulk's intelligence or mm-hmm. or the, like he can process anything. But clearly. He knows her. Like, there's right. some part of his subconscious that knows her. He sees her dying, mm-hmm. and it's tearing him apart. Like, mm-hmm. he he knows he can't save her, and she confesses her love to David, which... Yeah. Now, to be fair, because we were talking about the time frame. That's why I was saying that in that moment. I was like, if it's only actually been 10 months... I mean, if you're on your way out, I guess if you want to have nice last words, then fine. But, like... <laughs> but... What I was going to say is perhaps they've worked together for a long time. Sure. Probably. Perhaps she's just had unrequited love for him and That's she's just possible. kept it to herself. Because and, of this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. David could have been the same way. Maybe he, he liked her, but he loved Laura and it was never a thing. And then even after Laura died, it was just like, I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. So he kept his distance. Like you saw them kind of having a little playful back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like there was the donut scene, which I, I love. Yeah, that is cute. That was cute. Yeah. But... There was never anything more than that. It was just no. like, you, you see they're chummy. You see they kind of care for one another, but he, he's at a distance. You know, right. like, I, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. you know, d- despite how I may feel. So right. I feel like that's fair. It that was fair. never something like they were secretly being, because that would have really, That would have been weird. Yeah. Like, they've yeah. secretly been like this this whole time. But no, she she tells the Hulk that, you know, she's always been in love with him and always will. And she made a point like, I don't know if you can even understand me right now mm-hmm. or anything that's coming out of my mouth, you know. But then, yeah, then <sighs> she passes yeah. away and the Hulk, of course, cries out because like, holy crap, again, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I was like, why? Why and it does just, it have to be both? Like, <laughs> it's like it sets up the tragedy that is this character. Yeah. I mean, wholeheartedly. So from that point, we get to her funeral and mm-hmm. we see that he's uh, he's got a headstone right next to her mm-hmm. which by the, the way why wasn't he by his wife i don't know maybe i they... thought that was weird that they were both like getting buried next to each other and i was like maybe secret backstory is she was a secret stalker and had all of this arranged <laughs> knowing that he wouldn't be able to say anything because they'd both be dead or whatever but yeah strange to put them next to each other when we already know his wife is there you know like i don't know unless she was on the other side and we just didn't bother to show it but (laughs) or he didn't have a plot bear nearby or something i don't know yeah there's a lot of other facts there's a lot of weird things but sure okay anyway it it would also not work with the narrative of him having to walk next to his grave and hers it just that's true can't walk across (laughs) we can't have two shots yeah what we spent it all on (laughs) (laughs) b-roll But we also see that in this scene that Jack McGee has uh, officially called out the Hulk as the murderer that he is. The one who did this. Yep, yep, yep. Police now have a warrant out on it. Yeah. All this jazz kind of setting up the plot going forward. Yeah. But what I also appreciate is even how they end this. Mm -hmm. Like, that could have been it, and it still works as that. As that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, you you don't really have to have that because from that point on, you're just wondering, like, you would still wonder mm-hmm. what becomes of David but that story's kind of told if you think about it he yeah. just now has Butt to live with this curse mm-hmm. and he's going to be hunted it's tragic as all fuck right but it works as an ending right there but yeah, yeah he he shows up after everyone has kind of left the funeral 
kind of yeah. stands he over attends his, his own funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looks over it and then walks over to Elena. And now tell me how you kind of interpret this scene because he does also confess love for Elena mm-hmm. and then says, I think you love me too, even though you never said it. So do you think that maybe subconsciously he's remembering or that he literally just doesn't remember and was just confessing? I think maybe for the impact of the scene, he doesn't know and is just confessing because that would be even more tragic for us as a uh, as a watcher that mm-hmm. like they both did say it, neither got to hear it. Right. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like with the way they've already been setting this up, that I my mind went straight to the dark place of he didn't hear it. And now they're both stuck. If you assume she's in her afterlife or whatever, that neither of them actually got to admit it to each other. And now he's got to yeah. live with that moving forward, you know, because why catch him a break? You know, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, they weren't nice to him at all in this this episode. So, like, I can't imagine then they, he would have gotten the satisfaction of knowing Elena actually told him that. So, yeah, that's that my true. thought. Well, anyway, what do you uh, think? Did you think yeah, it was subconscious I, or? I, I kind of think I went the the same route. Like you want to believe that he heard or understood, but mm-hmm. the way he words, even though you never said it, if if it was something along the lines of, I feel like you would have said it, or or I, I believe you loved me too, and just left, left it there. It. Yeah, but he said, even though you never said it, that to me indicates that he didn't hear it like mm-hmm. nothing in his mind said it but if he had just said i think you love me too yeah that to Left me it would open say yeah. yeah like oh yeah he 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 remembered he, he remembers something vaguely remembers something but yeah. no no i yeah, think, I think it's just it part of the tragedy that neither of them will have ever known mm. for real yeah yeah. Now, as as I know, we've broken down practically this entire ninety minute, pretty episode, much scene for scene, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, with some you know variations yeah, in between. But yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely feel like it's a solid for for a made for television movie in the nineteen mm-hmm. seventies. Yeah, yeah, it's so much better than a lot of even Hulk related media that has come out recently. Sure, is yeah, and no one talks about it. Again, people talk about the show as a whole as, oh, right. yeah, I remember that thing. Yeah. But this this particular thing, the, the pilot mm-hmm. episode, has so much drama, has so much emotional punch yeah. that is missing from so many other movies. And I would classify this as one of the better comic book-based movies ever made. And that's okay. for, made for television, damn it. Yeah. Because of the emotional gut punches. I feel like you were invested in this character because of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can relate. Like, yeah. wh- how far would you go? And then, if you got stuck between a rock and a hard place, what would you do? But then you see the tragedy that befalls him. And it's like, what did he do to deserve this? Right! That's another thing where I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like, he <sighs> how, just cannot catch so a break. How you're so well-adjusted. And I mean, who knows who Ollie lost before then? I don't know. But I mean, if that's like a 10-month period of time, I'd lose my mind. Well, yeah. I, I could, I, I've had things like that too close together. It's, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he's not just straight the Hulk for the rest of his life from just being straight up angry, I'd be shocked. Or I wouldn't yeah. be shocked, I guess. You know, it's like, yeah, you're just always mad. Of course you are. This has not been fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, all things you can't control nor fix, you know. Certainly. Yeah. So I, I just want to throw this out there as a recommendation. If you yeah. can find it on 
uh, stream. I don't know if it's actually like the show itself is streaming on a specific platform. You might be able to find it on something like Tubi or yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I didn't search something like that. Yeah, but I do know that you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Vudu. You can find it on the places that you normally find television shows or mm-hmm. streaming. So I just I want to throw it out there as a recommendation because I truly think. I'm not even saying if you want to watch the rest of the show from that point on, go for it. Yeah. But the first I just episode want, or two, however it's presented to you and you find it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I want people to go check that out because I feel like it's forgotten mm-hmm. and it's underrated because no one talks about it. Yeah. And I would love to hear other people's thoughts about it. Like if you actually remember it, mm-hmm. what do you think? Because I genuinely feel like it's, it's such a great take on the material mm-hmm. and again forgotten because of the time in which it came out of and it's not the big budget mm-hmm. bullshit so so then were the real only big changes of this origin story was how the gamma got into him and of course his name pretty much okay i mean because I, I was like trying to remember the other ones and it always seemed like it was more intentional or something unless i just never really paid that much attention um you know, because like with you even saying that's pretty much shot for shot of like 2008 movie. Like mm-hmm. I th- having just re- rewatched it, I I don't remember. So I would have to go back now and then it might click like, ah, OK, yeah. you know, but I guess maybe I just always assumed it was um, an intentional accident, kind of like most of all of the ones that have been from human to superhero, like how Spider-Man mm. was just an accident because of lightning going through, you know, like, was it the same thing with him, but then we just changed it so it didn't seem like a comic book? Like, if he did it to himself, yeah. that's more but drama. I- like, you know, I was just curious about, you know, how many but- of the origin story changes was made to fit the show. Right. And I think even for the way they, they were kind of presenting the narrative, because they even there was even a, a line in there where he was talking about not wanting to be Dr. Jekyll. I yeah. think that was kind of the intention is that he d- kind of like Dr. Jekyll. There was that formula. He did this thing mm-hmm. thinking it was going to help something. And then it just kind of backfired. So yeah. now he's kind of having to live with that choice of being irresponsible. Did his body die and other ones too? And he just kind of lived like the rest of the world thinking Bruce Banner was dead. No, no. See that, became, okay, that where I thought it was a huge deviation also yeah. that he's no longer going to be a scientist i would imagine at this point forward he's dead as far as anyone who knew him is concerned you know mm-hmm. and little things that they'll touch on in those television movies like i mentioned mm-hmm. i think in the very first one he runs into an old friend who remembers him from college mm-hmm. and he was like hey i remember you you're david banner you're supposed to be dead and then in the last movie he is in a uh a science facility kind of like this, I guess. Uh-huh. And he's trying, he's looking over research from another guy, but he's also helping him secretly at night, like looking through his formulas, making adjustments. And this mm-hmm. guy's like, there's a, like a, a phantom helping me. I don't know what, what's happening. He said, but all my formulas are being changed, but They're it's right. improving. Yeah, yeah. Everything's making, it's, it's helping my research. I don't understand. And then when he finally does confront him and mm-hmm. sees that it's him, he's like, holy shit, it is a ghost. Like, like, yeah. Because he knows that he's I supposed to be dead. I thought you were dead, dead, dude. Yeah. Most of us did. All of us did. So at least they, they do acknowledge that. But no, in the, the comics and stuff like that, no, he's alive and well. And it just became, first, we're just chasing this Hulk and Bruce Banner's that guy. And no one pays any attention to him. And then right. eventually everybody finds out, oh, he's the same one and the same guy. So 
Mm-hmm. We don't need to piss him off. And maybe right. we'll, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Maybe he'll be a good guy. Maybe he'll still be a monster. Who knows? Well, it just depends on what mood we're in. Because mm-hmm. there's there's so much Hulk lore that <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But I just knew someone like you probably had read a lot of the comics also. Mm. Um, whereas I've only done visual media when it comes to any of this superhero stuff, you know, like right. on TV and stuff. So I, when I saw those change, and especially I totally had forgotten about his name being David. So when I first heard mm. David, or when they were like David and Laura, David loves Laura, or whatever it was when she was writing on his cast, or whatever it was she was writing, I was like, wait a minute, and I was like. That's not right. And he goes, yeah, Bruce. And I'm like, why the hell is he David in the show? And so we had to pause. I'm like, nope, I'm going to have to search this because I'm not going to be able to get over the fact that his name is David. Um, and then, you know, saw that the director's like, it's too comic booky. But then, like, he's credited as David Bruce Banner. And was it that way from the beginning or was that, like, uh, to appease people towards the end? I'm sure that's that was kind of the compromise that came to because in the comics, his name is Robert Bruce Banner. Oh. Why they couldn't use Why Robert? Why they use Robert? Yeah, I don't know. I is don't Robert know. too maybe feminine for him also, or whatever the reason was for Bruce? Bruce seems like a manly name to me. I, yeah, you think? But maybe, maybe again, the comic maybe book he thing. had a bunch of gay friends named Bruce, and so he just couldn't compartmentalize as the director or whomever was making these decisions. And yeah, in now, the seventies, that was a problem for them. I don't know. And now I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought him up because uh, I did want to touch on that. The Writer, director, and producer of oh, this man. movie was Kenneth Johnson. And the, when I noticed that his name was like attached to all three, I was like, oh shit, he did like all the I heavy lifting. No, he did for this. all of it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But he was responsible for other television shows that we, some of us may remember. Like, do you remember V, which is about the aliens that, uh, with the snake skin? Yeah, that was very short lived though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it was like a, a little mini series. Yeah, and I think it became a, an actual series. Ooh, but I haven't thought again, about that laugh. forever. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah, uh, I think he worked on Six Million Dollar Man okay. and The Bionic Woman. Did sure. some episodes and stuff like that. Even did uh, Alienation, which is so. But he alien. didn't want to do anything that didn't feel real, eh? Weird, right? <laughs> it's just like I hear that, and I know it was probably one time he said that, and now that's all I'm clinging to. Sure, but I just, uh, yeah, still. But anyway. but I, I also do want to throw him under the bus for uh, being the writer for the um, god awful movie Steel with Shaquille O'Neal. Dude, all you had to do was say he was uh, the actor, and I would be like, what? He even he even directed that movie too. So he's he's done good and he's done bad. Uh, he did also direct, and and I don't know how Charles this may Napier be a, was in that too, huh? So he yeah. liked to borrow the same actors. That's funny. He did. He okay. also directed, and I, I do want to. This may be a topic for another day because I don't know who remembers these movies like I do. You may. I'm sure you do. Okay. But I Maybe. feel like this is also a franchise that has probably, it's not even a franchise, it's two movies, but okay. I guarantee you people, kids today have no fucking clue what it is. Short Circuit. He directed, <gasps> yes. he directed the second one oh, okay. and I genuinely like it just as much as the first one, but I'd that's me. I'd have to go watch those again, but yeah, those were cute. I yeah. remember it. You fall in love with the little guy. Yeah. But what we, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because yeah. that's, that's an entire episode right there. Oh God. Yeah. But yeah, I, I recommend this. Uh, if you want to, like I said, want to watch the rest of the show, that's up to you. But just the pilot episode, if you can find it, Amazon, Vudu, wherever. Mm-hmm. If you can find it free, absolutely go for it there. But right. 
I just want people to check it out. Yeah. Because honestly, if you I love... might watch some more of it just because I don't really remember anything from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even the follow-up episodes. The it next... was a two-parter, also according. It was to also the a two-parter. Yeah. yeah, and then it seemed like it was a one-off episodes from there or whatever, or at least the like, first season. I don't. Yeah. I have a vague recollection of that episode. If it's the episode I'm thinking of, he actually did. He met someone, and they were doing like therapy. Like he was and trying. She to... dies. Yeah. No. I don't remember if she dies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. Okay. Considering. But no, he was he was having to do therapy like he was trying to talk out uh, everything going on with the therapist. And then somewhere <coughs> in that conversation, he gets mad, gets triggered. Yeah. And I, I just go, thought that man. was. Yeah, I thought it was like a very fat the way the scene played out from memory. Mm-hmm. And again, sometimes my memory sees something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not exactly. Not, but, you know, not reliable from, from memory. Uh-huh. I thought it was a pretty cool scene because it was like he was talking it through and then it's just like snap, like a light switch went off and it was like, Ugh, like it just triggered yeah. mid uh, session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so. Hopefully he ran away for her yeah. sake. See, um, now I want to go watch it too. <laughs> yeah, I probably will because I did enjoy it. Yes. Did I make fun of some of the stuff along the way? Yes. Sure. And again, I'm not saying that's it's... part of the fun, though. Yeah. it's You're not going to be like, oh, my God, cinematic history here, you know, but. For narrative. its time. Yeah, and yeah for the narrative. And I mean, still, the actors were pretty solid. I mean, you could tell it was a 70s way of doing things. Like, the mm-hmm. acting style is definitely a little different um, over the years. Um, we tend to be a little bit more realistic and smaller now than they used to be. I don't know. I think that's the uh, the the <clears throat> problem with hiring theater actors a lot, too, when you're trying to make that transition. Some theater actors just can't do film sure. very well we're too used to playing to an entire room so when you have a camera right up to your face picking up all these little small things if you overact even just a smidge it just looks huge mm. on a screen you gotta you almost have to feel weird at how small you're making all of your facial expressions but when you see it back it's like it nailed it but you're gonna feel yeah. Like, am I even doing anything with my face right now? You know? So I think you probably borrowed a lot of theater actors probably back in that day. And it just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You can tell with some of them, they're just a little bit too much when they're delivering yeah. their lines, you know? No, I mean, I think you're you're spot on. I mean, even I was watching a, a movie from the 50s the other day and it's still that, it's it's like they're trying to find themselves outside of the stage performances mm-hmm. and still trying to get into this new film idea so that it's not quite there, but right. you see the style. Right. And, and very much so here. Yeah, I can see that. But I did want to touch on that, going back to um, Susan Sullivan for a second. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes with her is when she's interacting with the, uh, the mother and son, yes. trying to discuss everything. Mm-hmm. She is so on point, like an actual scientist or, or right I guess she just not was really treating a- them all so well like this was just this is what she does every day yeah. and just yeah exactly yeah so when they could come across just like you're not even thinking about them being an actor done yeah. that's what you need to do like i shouldn't be thinking you're trying to act few of those people they interviewed they were trying to act you mm-hmm. know but like even even the mom to a degree and some of it but um you know when she got into the story it, it flowed a little bit better but the whole setting it up a little bit mm. yeah you know there's some cheese in there but uh, yeah I, very very seamless in that whole like this is what I do every day talking with the kid made it all seem very natural brought everybody back down yeah mm-hmm. yeah nice. I just I really appreciate it yeah you know that's yeah. that's again one of those things that just helps sell it 
to me to then go and try to sell it to other people because it, it could be so much worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. literally of the time in which it came out. Mm-hmm. I'll even do a comparison and it may be unfair and some may even wonder why the fuck I'm even throwing this under the bus because I, I'll admit I've watched it several times and mm-hmm. I don't think I, I can appreciate the cheese. Okay. But Spider-Man, which also came out on television around, I think maybe a year after because, okay. you know, the Incredible Hulk was popular and they were like, we got to do another. We got to do stuff like yeah. that. But instead of Peter, we should call him Paul. Paul, Paul Parker. Because Peter, that may insinuate something. <laughs> but in that, like the pilot episode of that, yeah, there's some cheesy stuff because mm. they're having to go a step further. Now you got to make him crawl up the walls. And they there was some really, like you thought that CG with the face, you ain't seen nothing yet until you've seen Peter Parker crawling on his house yeah but, wasn't it just him crawling on the ground but they t- turned the camera to the side or something so it's like when he's I, trying to look like he's struggling it really just looks like he's crawling i think it was more like he was crawling on a blue screen and they just took some shots and then they superimposed him on the house and going like that doesn't <laughs> what? okay well that <laughs> yeah he did it, he seems a little big for the you house can tell he was placed there no, yeah. like they even had him going up a pole like uh-huh. on the porch, and his hands are like this, and you're like, "How? What the fuck? You what grabbed is he? The th- yeah, what are you doing?" <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it is nowhere near that. Okay, yeah, I want to go so, see this now. I don't even know if I knew about this TV show. If I'm honest, how long was it on? Like it didn't last very long. Yeah, okay. No, I think overall it was about 13 episodes, and that was over two seasons. Believe it or not. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So. What year? Because now I uh, 1978-9. Because I, I definitely, Lace, was going to have to go back and try to find an episode or so of that one. I'll find it. But if Oh, you, yeah. If, I can point do, you like, in the direction. Yeah, let's do that because <laughs> I, I want to now. <laughs> I think I've even, uh, I've got a YouTube channel I can I can direct you to. I know oh, for a fact. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I so. definitely want to check that out. At least uh, one or two. Anyway. But it's it's not like that. But yeah, uh, I've, I've said all I got to say about yeah, this. Yeah, no, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Thank you for bringing it up because I don't know that I would have ever thought to go back. And um, I'm assuming rewatch it. But again, mm-hmm. to me, that was like watching it brand new again because sure. I would have been little and I don't really remember that being the origin story. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid. Solid yeah. work. Yeah. All right. Well, gang, we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. If you've seen this, if you Mm -hmm. want to see it now, maybe we kind of talked you into it. Who knows? Whatever it may be, do that uh, at Super Mega Crash on whatever social media platform you find us on. Uh, If you want to send us an email, you can do that. SuperMegaCrashGML.com. Patreon.com. So I spent some paper productions if you want to chuck in a buck for some things that... Christ, I wish I'd have just gotten all this stuff up, you know? Yeah, you might have had it early, but, you know, things happen, and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll figure it back out as yeah. soon as I get out of my funk. I've just got to get... I remember the funk before, by mm-hmm. God, and I got over it. Yeah. Uh, you can leave us a five-star review on your favorite app, and you can keep up with any and all things, pencilpayproductions.com slash crash. Links are in the show notes. Join us again next week, siblings. But until then, go beyond your limits.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.